Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. podcast where we explore the landscape of the college theater world and try to demystify this daunting audition process. I'm your host, Charlie Murphy, director of MTCA, that's Musical Theater College Auditions, and today we've got a rocket in the Rockies kind of show lined up for you. Uh, Shelly Gaza from Northern Colorado has been a friend of MTCA for many years now, and it is always such a pleasure to chat with her. We often get to see each other at Unified's booth, so nice to get to sit down for like a longer chat and really get into her program. And I'm going to ask you all, because throughout the episode, I say Colorado, but do you like Colorado? Not Colorado. Colorado or Colorado. You can make your own decisions. I, I may have been saying it wrong the entire time. I only noticed in listening back that Shelly every time said Colorado. Um, and it was also a total accident that Beth Malone from Northern Colorado uh, and Shelly were back to back. That was just truly a... I wish I could say we had enough intention to do that on purpose, um, but we recorded Beth over the summer and Shelly more recently, and it just happened to line up um, as a little bit of kismet. Um, this is also continuing our promise of some more schools out west and all over the country. We got that note from our first season that it was too many northeast schools, so we're really trying to balance that out and keep filling in the entire map. We will continue to do that in the coming weeks and months. Today on the show, we got into the beautiful locale that Northern Colorado has of Greeley, Colorado, uh, the ability to get a minor or certificate outside of the theater school. We talked a little bit about where people um, come from who go to the school and where they end up and some of their alumni hubs in different cities. Um, we talked about Northern Colorado's affordable tuition with academic and merit scholarships that you can combine. Um, and we talked a little in the audition about what is your job versus what the faculty's job is um, and Northern Colorado's excitement in cultivating the potential of an artist that they see. But before the interview, I'll just give a heads up to any juniors or younger students who are thinking about meeting us that we are doing a free webinar slash workshop on November 9th. Uh, look out for more details. I'll be talking about it a little bit more in future episodes, but you can mark your calendars down now. It'll be November 9th. Um, it's a chance to meet me on video and not just audio and hear a little bit more about this process on a granular level. And, you know, here we're kind of looking at the large map, but we'll kind of zoom in on a little bit of what your timeline is and some expectations for the process. And of course, you'll get to hear what working with MTCA would be like. That is all for free. And for seniors out there, I know we mostly just tell you to rate and review us, but the truly greatest gift you could give the pod is to maybe tell a younger friend about MTCA and pay forward some of the knowledge to the next generation. If they're in high school, they could do an initial consult with us or, of course, attend this workshop. But if they're younger, you know, tell them about the pod and maybe they become a listener and just put us on their radar or put this process on their radar. That would be a true gift to us. Much appreciate, as are your ratings and reviews, of course. I love those of you who have gotten those in. Thank you, thank you. All right, enough shilling for MTCA. Life is good over here. I've grown a mustache again, and I feel questionable about all of it. Shall we just get to this episode with Shelly Gaza? Well, we are honored to be joined by Shelly Gaza on the pod today. Shelly has a BFA from Millikan University, an MFA from Wayne State University, and a certificate in acting from the Moscow Art Theater in Russia. Um, she has acted all over the country in places like the Utah Shakespeare Festival, the Little Theater of the Rockies in Colorado, Alabama, Colorado Shakespeare Festivals, lots of different wonderful festivals, some film, TV, radio work. She's directed um, a lot of places and is the speech and dialect coach for the Arvada Center uh, for the Arts. Uh, she's also the co-founder of Statera Arts, which creates a platform uh, that brings women into full and equal participation in the arts, and is the director of the school and associate professor of theater in the School of Theater, Arts, and Dance at the University of Northern Colorado, where we find her today. Shelly, how are you doing? Welcome on the pod. 
Oh, hi, Charlie. It's so nice to be here. Um, we're going to say a little bit about Northern Colorado, which we know it's in Greeley, Colorado. They have 20 students, about 20 in MT and 20 in acting per class. You offer all kinds of degrees, BFA in music theater, BFA in acting, lots of different um, MAs, BFAs, minors, and different things you can do. And we'll get into all of that today. Um, before we dive too deep into the program, which is what we'll chat about a lot, I just love, like, other than the bio I just read, are there any like tidbits or fun facts or stuff about your path that listeners should know um, as they're meeting you as this director of the program? Is there anything they should know sort of of what the past version of Shelley was? Oh, gosh, that's a oh, oh boy. Sure. I'll tell you. Well, maybe this should be fun because you said we're in Greeley, Colorado. Uh-huh. And it is it is beautiful Greeley, Colorado. Uh-huh. I am not a native of Colorado, but I actually first came to Colorado as what we um, lovingly call a ski bum back right after my undergraduate days at Millican University. And I fell in love with the state uh, and in love with the beauty of the mountains. And although I have been away from Colorado, when I went to grad school, I spent some time in New York and Chicago and yada, yada. Uh, I am thrilled to be back uh, in Colorado. And I've been at UNC for, this is my 12th year at the university. So that's just maybe a little fun fact that um, in between my degree programs, I was a ski bum. So I don't know. Maybe that's a fun fact. I don't know what we, I'm trying to cue it up differently because we always got like long bios of everyone and I'm just trying to cue it up of like, give me a quick little fun fact about you. Love that. (laughs) Let's get into the school a little bit. So I'm going to ask you probably the toughest question first, which is just kind of in summation or in brief, like what do you think makes a Northern Colorado student? So if you're going to kind of identify what has been your experience specifically Mm -hmm. of a a theater student at Northern Colorado, um, what kind of person seems like they're a fit for this university? That's a Great question. And fit is really important. I find, well, you're probably not surprised to hear me say, I love our students dearly, but I love them because they are a particular kind of person. And that is somebody that is mm-hmm. passionate about their art. We also, some of our students have been doing theater since, you know, they, they before they could walk. And some students just have mm-hmm. found it in the last year or two, but their talent and their passion and their their, oh, just their their drive to pursue it at the university level just radiates from them. And we gravitate toward those students mm-hmm. because we see in them the piece of us that reminds us about our passion about theater arts. And so um, we are looking for incredibly talented students. But in, on top of that, we're looking for passionate students, uh, curious students. Mm-hmm. And those are things that... Um, that we really gravitate toward. And I think uh, maybe something that's a little bit special about our student body. Mm-hmm. I notice that about them as a group. All right. So now I come in, I'm passionate, I'm curious. I've got that spark of what I'm going to learn. Let's talk a little bit about the curriculum. Maybe take me through the four years, maybe especially of, of a musical theater student, though we can maybe talk acting a little bit as well. Sure. Um, sure. Just to talk a little bit like what is freshman, uh, sophomore, junior, et cetera. How, how do the four years um, go for me? So it's a, uh, it's a, pre-professional training program, as you would expect of a BFA program. What's uh, special or a little unique about us is that we are on a liberal arts campus. So we will boot you out of the studio every once in a while to go study English and history and all those things that make you a well-rounded human. But when you're in our school, uh, you're really busy. Your classes will be divided between acting, uh, voice, musical theater, and dance. So in all four years, you will have some of each. Uh, so in your freshman year, you will take uh, your, you'll have your private voice lessons with the head of our musical theater program, uh, Professor Ryan Driscoll. He's an incredibly gifted voice teacher, and he comes with a lot of background, uh, um, Broadway background. He's an incredible, incredible music, uh, voice teacher, along with uh, Dr. Carrie Klofak is our other uh, voice teacher. So you'll have private voice lessons. You will take uh, acting classes with our acting faculty. That's something that's unique about our program, too. You will take the, the musical theater majors, take acting classes from our master acting teachers. Mm-hmm. And w- with the acting t- uh, students as well, or separate students 
separate class the same teachers? It varies. So generally in the first and second year, uh, the musical theater majors will primarily be in classes with their cohort of musical theater majors. By the time we get to the junior and senior year, when you're in the advanced acting classes, then the cohorts start to mix and, and acting majors and musical theater majors start taking classes together, which can be really wonderful because it really does uh, expose both the acting and musical theater majors mm -hmm. to each other, uh, a new group of acting partners and people to work with. Um, but we also really believe that it's the, it's the same training. We don't, oh, well, we don't modify, water down the acting training. Basic for the acting, empty yeah, acting, yeah. just sort right. of, just okay. emote and it's enough as long as you color your voice right. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, we, we don't, we, we got none of that here. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, what about, you mentioned uh, sort of outside of the, the theater program. What, tell me a little bit about the university as a whole. What, what do I need to know if I, let's imagine I only know the theater program of Northern Colorado. Yeah. What else would I need to know about the university in terms of what minors and you know, double majors and those kind of possibilities? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question because, so the University of Northern Colorado, uh, it's a really beautiful campus, by the way. We've been around, the original buildings are from the 1890s, really beautiful architecture, lots of big trees. It's a really beautiful campus. Uh, but we have about 11,000 11, students across the whole university. Um, and major uh, minor programs are very uh, possible with, with theater degrees. And I know that that's, that's something that makes us a bit unique from some other programs as well. So we also have certificate programs. I should mention that too. So let's say you're a musical theater major, but you you just have some really passionate interests like film studies. Film studies is a really popular minor. Psychology is a popular minor. Um, business is a very popular and useful minor. We also have certificates in arts entrepreneurship, which is really important and uh, really popular with our students. So it's possible to add these minors to your to your degree program, not only because you want to feed the other parts of your of your brain and your soul, but those can be really, really useful um, to add to your degrees when you go out into the professional uh, world when you graduate. I love it. I taught a class on arts entrepreneurship and I still don't quite know what it is. I was like, why am I doing this? I don't, okay, let's talk about business. We're talking about, okay. See, but you do. I mean, isn't it interesting? You know, I think, feel like we we kind of take it for granted sometimes, those of us that have been in the business for a while and see what we take, mm -hmm. we sort of know that it is about having a, a, a business mind in some ways, that uh, how do you create work for yourself? How do you collaborate with other creators? Um, and so uh, this arts entrepreneurship certificate is a partnership with our school of business. And so you take classes in both of the colleges over in performing and visual arts and over in the business college. Uh, and it gives you a really great exposure to what that means to, to be a, an entrepreneur, a business person. Um, so it's, yeah, it's really, uh, yeah. Arts entrepreneurship is well, entre entrepreneurship in general now, don't say that word 10 times fast. <laughs> um, I did think, I do think I cut you off a little bit. You were going through the years and I got too excited about sidetracking onto the academic side. I'd love to talk about Showcase, but maybe especially in the context of like, what is the senior year prep for the business and beyond? Yeah. So both the Showcase itself and kind of what are you doing to prepare students for the business? Yeah, that's great. So we, both the acting and musical theater majors really do shift into uh, industry preparation in their senior year. So you, there are the, the, upper division performance classes. Of course, we have a lot of main stage um, productions that are going on. So a lot of the seniors, of course, will be, as you would imagine, involved in some of their capstone performance experiences on the main stage. And then we do, uh, we do a senior showcase for both musical theater and acting. So the musical theater students will spend actually the entire year prepping for their showcase. They will work with the faculty to choose material. Um, and then we also bring in professional producers and audition coaches from New York mm -hmm. and Los Angeles to work with the students to help prep the material, help pick the material, coach it. And then we uh, we do shop the, the, the showcases to industry uh, industry professionals, casting directors, and you know, all, all, all the usual suspects there. It's really, it's really a, a fantastic year. It's really about forward thinking industry prep. And it's really great for me because I get to see these students do their mm -hmm. thing in that senior year. They just, they just shine in the senior year. It's a, it's a joy for me to watch, but that's just selfish of me. I love to watch their, their work, but yeah, it's a really exciting year and it does culminate in the senior showcases, which can be so helpful in launching their career and that mm -hmm. first step into, into the business. 
It's so true. Um, in, in as we're talking about curriculum a little bit, um, I always like to ask, is there a discipline of the three, especially for the musical theater majors, is there a discipline of the three that you feel like the school focuses on? You know, is it more of an acting-based musical theater school, a little bit more stronger in dance? Mm-hmm. Is it one of those those legs of the stool that lifts above the others? That's a great question. I, I don't think I would necessarily say one above the others, but I will say that I do hear uh, from from you know casting directors and and directors that work with our students our musical theater majors especially is that the acting is really strong mm-hmm. um and i do think that's because we we give that we deliver the same acting instruction as we do for the for the acting majors and i think that's so important right now with the the kind of the kind of musical theater we are seeing on Broadway and in New York. It is so character driven and story driven. And it is really not, you know, it is not, it, it, it really demands that mm-hmm. authentic, um, honest acting work as well as the incredible singing and, and dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that's a bit of a hallmark of our, of the musical theater program here at UNC. I love it. And what about dance classes? Yeah. Um, how do those work with like level? So let's say, you know, imagining you have a class of, of very mixed level okay. dancers. How does it work in terms of are there multiple levels in the same class? Do you go across years, et cetera? Yeah, great question. So we have we do have multiple levels of all of the all of the dance that that we offer. Uh, we of course have the level one through three of all the core ballet, tap, uh, jazz, uh, modern. We also have multiple levels of musical theater dance, of ballroom dance, of hip hop. Um, and so within the four years, there is a, a full you know the full range of all the dance training. Now some students who do come to us with with you know, maybe not not a lot of dance experience yet. We'll start at the level ones, but then we do have a process where we test up for students that come to us with a, with a lot of previous dance experience, which which we do as well. And mm-hmm. our dance our dance program is pretty flexible in that way that we can test up those um, into the upper upper classes when we need to for those students that are ready for more. If you're going to be one thing, dance classes have to be flexible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, let's talk a little bit. We mentioned you know sort of actors, you know the acting in the MT and how that interacts. Especially for, we have a lot of students who are acting majors, but also a lot of who are kind of acting, but musical theater curious, who are like, I'm, I do sing, but I don't know if I'm where I'm straddling that line. How does that work if I'm an actor, but I, I want to take a BFA in acting, but I might want some musical theater training as I well. I love those students. We love those students because one thing that- I am those students. Those, <laughs> one, of the, one of the important things about our program is that anybody can audition for any of the plays and any of the musicals. So we don't restrict- we don't keep acting majors from auditioning for the musicals or vice versa. The musical theater majors also audition for all of the plays. And we often do have acting majors who are strong singers uh, or, or strong dancers or a little of both who are cast in the musicals. So one thing is that we have a very inclusive process with casting for, for our musicals. So, and, and every once in a while, we absolutely will have a journalism major who's a dance minor who shows up mm-hmm. and just, you know, is amazing. And they're in our musical. Everybody musical. hates that person. Everybody in the like, theater school oh hates gosh, that they're person. They're amazing. Ugh. Well, and then I work to try to coax them over from journalism over to theater, you know, of course. Very but. good, very good, yeah. <laughs> n- n- nothing against journalism. I promise I just picked that out of the air. But, no, journalism is dead. It's fine. <laughs> Shelly hates journalism. That's the, the tag from this episode. Great. There it is. There it is. I'm on the record. Uh, <laughs> but it's, so the, the, the acting majors really do participate a lot in, in our musicals. Oh, I should mention this too. A lot of our acting majors are dance minors. So they'll pick up a dance minor because they just love movement or they just, you know, maybe they aren't singers, but they are dancers. So there's a there's that option for our acting majors. Mm-hmm. We also at UNC have, uh, we have, gosh, what are we up to now? 11 student groups that are uh, theater focused. So within our, so it is groups that are, um, that self-produce uh, mm-hmm. and they all have different passions and different focuses. So for instance, we have a an improv group and we have a sketch comedy group. We also have a musical theater group and the musical theater group will uh, produce their own stuff, either cabarets or fully produced musicals. And so that's a great way for, in particular, maybe non-majors or maybe underclassmen who haven't been cast on a main stage yet, they can still get experience mm-hmm. in these uh, student group produ- produced uh, productions. So there's lots of ways to get involved um, for anybody that has any interest in exploring musical theater. 
I love it. I'm going to ask you a new question that I've never asked a college faculty before, but I'm adding it into the, to the potentially, if it goes okay, well, we'll see how it goes. But it's something I've always wanted to kind of ask, especially schools that don't live in like New York and LA um, or, or on the, the coast, especially. Yeah. Um, what percentage of your students are from the Colorado or the Mountain West area mm-hmm. or whatever? Mm-hmm. How, what percent of your students start, are, are from there? If what if there's a difference between what is true and what your goal is. Mm -hmm. And then also kind of like, I want to hear a little bit about where they end up. Do do more end up on West Coast? Do do people go to Chicago? Do people stay in Colorado? Do they go to New York, et cetera? I love that question. So about 50% of our student body in theater, so the School of Theater Arts and Dance, about 50% Mm -hmm. of them come from the Colorado or near Rocky Mountain region. And about 50% Mm -hmm. do come from out of state. That's actually a, that's a slightly higher percentage than the university as a whole. I love Uh that about our school because we really do have a diverse population of students from all over the country. After graduation, they... I would say the, 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 the primary destinations, there's a handful of them that we have. And we also have really strong um, uh, alumni networks in these cities. So we have a strong population in New York, uh, in Chicago, in Denver, and in Los Angeles. Now, of course, they're mm-hmm. everywhere. And there are so many, I, Megan and I were talking about this. There's so many paths to this career. And we mm-hmm. also have, I mean, you know, I came out of undergrad thinking I was going to go to New York and I ended up, um, I ended up in Chicago. And then after grad school, I ended up in, in Cedar City, Utah. Who knew? Uh-huh. But in having one of the most, one of my most favorite points in my career, working in Southern Utah. So mm-hmm. none of that is to say that there aren't a million different paths. But UNC um, alums, they, we have really good networks in New York, Chicago, Denver, and Los Angeles. And I would say in the whole gamut of, I would say that, that those that are really focused on live theater tend to go more in the Chicago, uh, New York range. Those that are really mm-hmm. passionate about on-camera work tend to gravitate more toward the West Coast. Totally makes sense, yeah. All right, I'm going to combine two of our questions. This is another new thing. You're getting a lot of new, <laughs> Shelly. We're trying to mix it up in our 2.0 I'm season, too. I'd love to hear what is like a best kept secret about your school? What's something that when people discover, they go, oh my gosh, this is so wonderful. I never knew this. And then I'd love to also hear uh, on the converse, what is something that, that might be a reason students don't choose your school? So what's something, mm. you know, when they get to know your school better, they go, oh, I'm so, I wish I knew that this is so great. And then what's something they go, ah, that's actually a reason the school's not for me. Ah, uh, yeah. So... I think because we are in Greeley, Colorado, a lot of people are surprised to hear that we've had alumni in over 60 Broadway productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, mm-hmm. a surprising thing. And I think I think because we are a bit in the, in the middle of the country and people don't really realize that about us, so that's usually a surprising fact. Another surprise, people may not know that we're only an hour from the Rocky Mountains. I mentioned, you know, the beginning of this, that I first fell in love with Colorado because of the mountain beauty. So many of our students escape to the mountains uh, just regularly to, and I think it's a really important thing for a student in college to have that ability to interact with nature and beauty and disconnect from all of the technological demands that of our world and our and current mm-hmm. higher education climate. And so it's, yeah, people may not know, yeah, in an hour, you can be in one of the most beautiful places on the planet and just deep breathe, you know, decompress and all of that, and and then come back to the classroom and the studio refreshed. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's see, what might make this not the right choice? It's not going to be the Rocky Mountains. That would be not a reason not to. Well, maybe, you know, if you do. (laughs) Well, and I do think it's really important, Charlie, because I talk, when I'm on the recruiting trail and and talk to prospective students, I say this all the time. I, I hope that we're the right fit for a student and the student's the right fit for us. I go into every meeting Uh thinking, I hope we're a fit. But more important to me is I hope that that student finds their fit. And and, and all of us on the faculty here at UNC feel that way. We're really passionate about the importance of arts and higher education. We're passionate about helping students find their fit. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm always really honest with students. If they tell me like, I, I don't know that this is right. Or, or I think, oh gosh, I really think maybe this kind of program would be better for you. I'm always going to be honest with student. And I love having those conversations, even when we might discover as we get to know each other through audition process that we're not the right fit. Um, Mm -hmm. So I would say, well, what is that? Maybe, well, okay. So we are an hour. So I find this a plus, but some may not. 
we're an hour northeast of Denver, Colorado, which is perfect for me. I've, I've lived in lots of big cities. I love being an hour from Denver because I can get to the city mm-hmm. if I need to and want to. We have great, you know, Broadway touring productions, great sporting events, all the things you want from a big city. Um, but I like being an hour away. I like the slower pace of our campus. Somebody that's really looking for that churn of an urban um, campus, there's incredible universities with urban campuses that's that's not really us. So mm-hmm. that might just be, you know, the pace of Greeley, Colorado, while we're super busy in our school. Um, maybe that's not the right fit for some students. Totally. And let's talk about another big determining factor, which is just cost. Like, where do you live in terms of general costs and then how scholarships can or can't work for your school in terms of, you know, do I get merit scholarships? Do I academic scholarships? How, what, what am I looking at if I want to go to Northern Colorado? What might I be shelling out for? Well, we are on the scale of higher ed, which, you know, I'll go on my soapbox to say I wish was free and I wish that it didn't cost what it did. Um, I am proud to say that UNC is very affordable. Um, And we have a really a statistic that I love. Uh, The majority of students uh, that graduate from UNC do so with under $20,000 of debt. That's kind of an incredible statistic. If and That's now under $10,000 from Biden. Cool. I, I mean, yeah, it's just, well, that's true. Yeah. See, there you go. That would be, and you know, a lot of students, you know, and, and probably some parents that might be listening in on this will, will know and be frightened of statistics that where a lot of college grads graduate with $60,000, $80,000 of student loan debt. And what's crushing is, somebody that's going into the arts where we're we're not, I mean, the the salaries to begin with are going to be lower. We're not on this trajectory where we're getting, you know, we're getting rich quick. So to be burdened with that kind of debt is is crushing for any young person, but especially somebody that's pursuing the arts. So I'm really Mm -hmm. proud to say that that UNC is very affordable. We do have quite generous um, scholarship packages as well. So the university has academic scholarships and we also have talent scholarships. And the good thing about UNC is you can combine them. So if you're awarded both an academic scholarship and a talent scholarship, you can put those together. Um, and, and that can really help uh, defray the, you know, the, the, the annual tuition cost. So um, all of that, I think, is pretty good news for, for students looking at us. This is what people want to hear. Yeah, yeah we just, I, I was saying to you in the email that we just had Beth Malone on yes! the pod, the Northern Colorado grad, and she was saying like, after a very successful career, it was many, many years before she ever made more than $1,000 a week, which in theater, we're like $1,000 a week, that's oh, amazing. Yeah. But it's also like, how do you pay down debt? Well, that's exactly. not a, you, an amazing salary. No, and, and anyone, you know, that now you might have a, a mortgage or, you know, any of those adulting mm-hmm. things, $1,000 a week is not, yeah, that's going to go real quick. And real quick. and so if you are- it's not 50 two weeks a year oh, either. Right. It's not like you're, you know, right. you can't exactly. rely on it that much. Uh-huh. And if you have, yeah, loan payments on top of that, it's, um, so, oh yeah, I'm, I just love that you talked to Beth Malone. She's just, yeah, she's one of the most wonderful people on the planet. She directly preceded you. This is just lucky timing. Um, all right. Well, we're going to take a short break and on the back end of the break, we're going to get into the audition process a little bit. So back in a flash. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. All right, we are back with Shelly Gaza, and we're going to talk about the audition process for Northern Colorado. So I'm going to give you the second toughest question, which is just to kind of, in short, what do you think makes a great audition for you? A great audition is probably equal parts preparation and equal parts 
just being yourself. And that's a terribly unfair thing to say because it's such a strange, stressful, artificial situation Mm -hmm. that performers do, right, when we do these auditions. But I think what I really want students to know is that preparation pays off, um, that really just, you know, knowing your material, just really being easy with it so that when you come into the room with us, we get to see you. We get to meet you. I never want a student to feel like they have to show me the best version of a musical theater. Like, you don't need to do that. How you are is perfect and exactly where it needs to be at this moment in time. And so um, if I can give any advice, I mean, that's really is just the best you can. Just be really prepared knowing that. And when I say really prepared, I mean, it doesn't even have to be perfect. Mess ups happen in the audition. That's great. What I don't, what, what I, what I, what's a heartbreaker for me is when I, you know, have a student that oh gosh, maybe they just picked their monologue last night and they're coming, you know, and they're struggling for their words. And I I don't see that very often. Um, But I do know that a student that just really knows their, you know, knows their words backward, forward, the music is easy, then they come in and I just get to really see them. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's what we really are looking for. How does um, sort of audition advice, or maybe if you want to think of your audition preparation, change um, for you in different platforms? So, you know, now the students have so many ways they can audition. They can audition online, they can audition, uh, you know, unified, they can audition on campus, yeah. right? But even also, like, I, I don't know how many regional auditions and different, you know, now combine auditions and all these different things that are happening. Mm-hmm. We just got back from Pittsburgh Unifieds where a bunch of people were all coming together. Yeah. With all these different platforms, you know, do you, do you look at kids' auditions differently? How do you expect expect the audition to be different, um, whether it's an on-campus audition, a unified audition, or an online audition? Yeah, we, um, gosh, I don't know that I ever thought of it in exactly that way, but it's a really good question. I I don't know that we look for anything different. I will say, though, that we try our best to eliminate as many barriers to auditioning for us as possible. So for Mm -hmm. some students that travel is just in, in for whatever reason might be prohibited to come to our campus we happily accept video auditions zoom auditions and we can be really flexible now about removing any of that barrier to meeting us um mm-hmm. and i would say that we've gotten really used to one of those you know i hate the idea of saying a silver lining of the pandemic but let's be real We've gotten really used to and easy with this technology. So we, oh, maybe five or six years ago, we really discouraged video auditions because, oh, we just, you know, the cameras don't work good and we don't know how to assess people. And now we're like, oh, no, it feels the same almost as if they're in the room. So Mm -hmm. I don't know that we, and I do want to say, we also do not hold it against a student if their technology is, you know, somehow they don't have a professional microphone or a fancy camera. I mean, you know, a phone camera and all of, I mean, that's fine. I mean, we really, yeah. We are living evidence of this as Shelly is dealing with our internet going in and out and our podcasting and she's dealing it so gracefully. I'm like, this, if this was an audition, I'd be sweating and, but she's doing great. So now I, you feel comfortable, but have good internet out there, people, but otherwise. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, cause we've all been there. I mean, we've all know, you know, struggled with technology and all of that. And it's, um, it's not a big deal to us. So we don't have any expectation of fancy self tapes or anything like that. I mean, if you have that and that's your jam and you do the most amazing self tapes, I mean, bring it on, but know that we don't expect we're looking for a we're looking for a great singer we're not looking for a great camera person I mean that's you know so yeah and um so that's been really great and we get to meet a lot of students from a lot of different areas now that we've actually been able to open it up into the digital land and speaking toward that live audition maybe especially I'd love to hear you know you talked about what you're looking for in terms of a, a UNC student feeling like they're curious and they're passionate and some of those things how much for you as you think about the decision to accept a student or not how much for you is about the talent displayed you know the sort of the monologue songs dance that, that you see mm-hmm. versus what we call those intangibles of you know what it is to do an interview or how they take an adjustment how much is the in the first category of do they have the requisite skill for you? And then how much is more in the, the category of this feels like someone I want to spend four years with? <sighs> Probably more the latter than the first as hmm. far as, I mean, it's it's certainly a balance. We, we certainly are looking for somebody that has the skills and ability to succeed in the business. We want to help somebody uh you know, take what they naturally have and develop it into into a, a professional career. And some of those things, you know, are just um, 
you know, those those are just things that are, are skills that or abilities that somebody may or may not possess. But really what even more than that, we are looking for the kind of people we want to share four years with. We want the kind of people that we know are going to be a good fit for our uh, for our student body. And I will say this, and Charlie, you probably feel the same way, I, that you can tell our faculty who are such professionals and have so much experience with this, they can see the untapped talent as well. So mm-hmm. even when an audition isn't perfect or even when a voice maybe is newly trained, we can tell when there's there's more in there that is. And that's why we want them to come to college. You know, we've got mm-hmm. lots to teach them and all of that. So I would say that we're, we're good at, at spotting the, the potential in students. Um, we love cultivating potential. Um, of course, we are looking for a, a, a certain, um, I'll say aptitude, but mm-hmm. we are passionate about identifying aptitude and helping that, that student develop. I love that answer. And, and I do think it's something we tell students all the time of like, just trust that they're good at their jobs. You do your job, which is showing yourself in the room yes. and trust that they'll know who's right for their program and not as, as, cause you get so down that rabbit hole of trying to trick them of what is Shelly like? Oh God, she seems like she likes kind of organic actors. So I'm going to do my monologue breathier or whatever. And you go, what are you doing? I don't get it. Like trust that Shelly will see what you are. Yes. If you're, you know, th- yes. that it's, it's so hard not to do that though. Not to it think, is. what did she think? She said, hello this way. And so I should act oh. this way. I mean, you know, and I'd love to say that I don't do that now anymore. I used to do that when I was 18, but I don't anymore. But that's human nature. We all, you know, but but you're right, Charlie. I mean, that's really important advice that just do, just come in the room and do you trust Mm -hmm. that we have a lot of experience with this and we're going to be good at sifting through like, yeah, that's a fit for us or yeah, yeah, just just want to see them do their thing and have fun doing it, by the way. That's sort of cliche, but seeing somebody enjoy their work in the room, that's everything to us too. That's so true. And then how does it work with interactions between disciplines for admission at uh-huh. least? So, you know, if you're looking at a musical theater student, especially how do, do I get a score in each discipline? Do I get a, you know, how does my dance factor in? Do I get one of the disciplines dropped if it's my work worst discipline? Is it more holistic? How does it work in terms of, you know, you like me as a, me, Charlie, great actor, 10 out of 10. Okay. Singer, terrible dancer. How would I get weighed kind of holistically? Oh, great question. It, it is more holistic. I will say we don't do a, a, a rating scale or or a rubric um, as such. What our, every audition will be viewed by multiple faculty members in the musical theater area or the acting area. And then they discuss, we discuss, we talk about Mm -hmm. strengths or, you know, what, what a particular student might, you know, be, need more work in than another area. And so, um, you know, we might consult, you know, a, the head of musical theater might consult with the head of acting and they might watch the, the video together. And sometimes we might do a redirect, meaning um, we loved your audition for musical theater, but we really feel like you are more of a fit for our acting program. And we'd love to tell you about the acting program. That doesn't always happen. And we don't necessarily expect that the student will want to redirect and they may mm-hmm. choose then to still be in a musical theater at some other university. And of course, that would be, you know, like I was saying earlier, we we really do want the student to find their fit. So sometimes there'll be a, a, a redirect or whatever, but mm-hmm. we we know n- no one ever comes to us as a triple threat. Um, that's always the goal at the end of four years, but that never is the case. So the faculty mm-hmm. also will consult so that there's a, a, a sort of a personalized um, approach to each student too, knowing this student, all right, we're going to put that student in some extra dance classes for a couple of years mm-hmm. because maybe they need more work in dance. And that's okay. We embrace that. Um, but yeah, it's more holistic. It's more discussion amongst the faculty. Um, and then ultimately the head of the program will assemble their incoming class. Yeah. And then, so once the, the, artistic decisions have been discussed and weighed and and made. How does that then interact with the university in terms of, is it just about I have to have a minimum, you know, GPA or, or does the university get to factor in and say, we really like this student or how does the Mm. academics factor in? So yes, there, it is a factor. So all of the, so all students also have to be admitted to the university and there are academic uh, requirements for that and GP, you know, minimum GPAs and all of that. The funny thing is we, and I don't know if you've if you've noticed this, or I have a feeling that I don't think we're alone in this, but we find 
getting into the university is pretty much a breeze for theater students. Theater mm-hmm. students in general are just, well, you know, they're such hardworking, focused, organized people. Yes. And so usually they don't have any trouble getting into the university, but it's not always the case, but there are definitely academic standards and they have to get into the university. And then I'd say even especially musical theater students, I've noticed that with our musical yes. theater students, the number of 4.0s I see, I'm like, oh my God, how do you have time to do all uh, this? Too. And of course not everybody, yeah, but, but it's a huge percentage. It is a huge percentage. And we, yes, it, it's really, it's, it's quite astonishing and sort of like, oh yeah, you're a musical theater major. Of course you, yeah. Yes, you do. You're living up to your potential in every yes, way. Exactly. You find a way to organize and do it yep, all. And, yep, yeah, yep. Sure. And hit my mark and all the things, right? Um, well, so there. So in it, after the, the university admins, then there is either an audition or an interview, depending on which area you, know, you want to go into. So we actually, we have five major areas. There's acting, musical theater, theater education, design and technology, and theater studies. And then we also offer a dance minor. So Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there usually isn't a lot of struggle between, um, you know, sometimes the university, um, yeah, somebody will be admitted into the university, but not be admitted into one of our, our gated programs. Um, that's always, you know, sort of sad, but we always work with that student to either redirect them to another program in our school mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, they'll, they'll get an offer from another school that is the right fit, you know? And for you, if they are given that offer to the university, but not to the musical theater or the acting, mm-hmm. can they still go to the university? Absolutely. They still have admission. They could be a non a general. Oh, absolutely. Ed. And we also have, we have an ungated program as well. Theater studies is that you, uh-huh. you have to be academically admitted to the university, um, but there isn't an audition process for the theater studies major, which, and actually the reason for that is not because it's a, um, some students think that maybe then it's a, it's a lesser program. It's really not. It's actually a very progressive program for students who there, there are tracks within the theater studies program. So there is a performance track, there's a directing track, a playwriting track and a theater management track. And so the reason that there's no inner or there's no audition there is because the students come with, you know, depends on their interest area and, Mm -hmm. and all of that. So that's a really, I think, good option for a lot of students who might not have been accepted into their 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 first choice. But in wrapping up, I'd love to talk a, a little bit about the the last couple of years. You know, we've of course the world has gone through so much turmoil, but certainly the education system has. Um, I just love to talk about like you know and any learnings from the last couple of years and sort of what adjustments um, Northern Colorado has made mm-hmm. to sort of fit the ever changing business of what's happening in twenty twenty two. You know, as the business has shifted, what shifts have you guys made as a university? Yeah, well, it's a really important question because we've all been through this. Um, you know, globally traumatic event. Our country has gone through traumatic events, both for, because of the pandemic, because of the um, social and, and racial reckoning that our country is facing, rightly so, importantly so. And at the university, we have really been leaning into and digging into the work of social justice, of being mm-hmm. an anti-racist community. It's really important to us as a university. It's important to us as a school. Um, and we're really putting a lot of, of energy and, um, um, and, and focus and work into that. There are, and there are, there, I think there's ways that you'll, you'll see that in our university. You'll see that in our diverse student population. You'll see that in, um, our season selection, the way the, the, um, the, the productions that we choose, we really choose work from diverse voices. Um, we really do a lot of work with our uh, students that might come from marginalized or underrepresented populations. It's important to us. We're focused on it. The work is not anywhere near done, but I, I do, I am proud of, of us and our community and our university for the, the importance that we put on the work and, and, and the work that we're doing mm-hmm. in that area. Um, I'll also say that, as we know, the, the industry is changing, the business is changing. And, and I think that our theater world is doing important work too. So it's important to us to prepare students for this new and emerging industry that does look different than it did even two and a half years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's our responsibility to be current with what are the needs, both socially, racially, because it's it's a moral imperative to do that work, but it's also an imperative to do the work so that we are really staying, um, we're preparing the students to be um, active and contributing and successful members of this new and emerging uh, 
industry that, that we're all mm-hmm. living, living with and seeing and, um, and understanding and, and trying to grow with. Yeah. And watching change underfoot. I mean, right. we really feel it's like it shifts every, you know, couple months. We're like, what's next year going to be like? Is it going to go backward? Is it going forward? We're, 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 we don't it's know. True. We're still it's riding this wave. Yeah. Yeah. It's shifting ever. It's, it continues to shift every day. Um, Let's wrap up with just, I, I promised a couple parent questions, so yes. I'll give you at least one here of just maybe a piece of advice for a parent of a student. Maybe especially like, you know, if they're listening, they might be of a, a senior auditioning in a couple months. Mm-hmm. It could be a parent of a junior just kind of jumping out and beginning this process and starting to decide which schools are going to be on their list. Mm-hmm. What kind of advice would you give to a parent um, going through this process with their child? I would say, and I also, I am a parent, by the way, so I have a lot of empathy for uh, for parents with college-age students or approaching college-age. I think that one thing I, I hope, I hope that parents will encourage their students to just keep an open mind in this process, that you can be really surprised by the university or the program that you thought, oh, that is my dream school. That is the one that I have to get into. Mm-hmm. Um you'll be surprised by the people you meet and the colleges and the programs you get to know. And so if you can help your, help your student keep that open mind and be open to meeting people because it's really going to be about ultimately there's a, there's, there's so many great theater programs Mm -hmm. and what's most important is who are the people you're going to be spending these next four years with so parents too, um, meet the people. If you if you can do a little road trip and go visit campuses and sit in on a class and meet students and really in, help your student envision them in that environment and experience the environment, that's how you're going to know where your student's going to be happy, going to thrive. Because as a parent, I, I mean, I know, of course, I want my student to get great training. I want him to be ready for the real world, all of that. I really want him to have a happy and healthy college experience. And I think meeting the people, seeing the environment, feeling the environment um, is the best way to do that. So as much as possible, that's that's the advice I'd, I might give. Uh- I think it's great advice and you're much too nice to the parents. You're just saying you're saying that they need to tell their students to keep or their children to keep an open mind. I think some of these parents need to keep an open yeah, mind. I'll be honest. Sometimes I have the students are like, I'm open to whatever, and the parents are like, it's one of these four schools. I was like, uh, All right, mom, we gotta talk about this. You're right. We I gotta mean, open it up a little bit. If we can be and you I know you probably do great work with parents and reminding them that because it's true. I know. It's a lot of breath exercises, opening. <laughs> we open ourselves to the world, <laughs> yoga. <laughs> Right. <laughs> where would, if I wanted to learn a little more about the school, would you send us to the website, to social media? Where Where's the best place to follow more about Northern Colorado? You bet. So you can find us at arts.unco.edu slash theater. And that has links to all of our different programs, the faculty you can see who'd be studying with. You can see theater production, photos, all of that. You can also follow us on Instagram. UNC School of Theater and Dance is the longest, terriblest, yeah. yeah but We'll put all this in the show notes so they can just click. Yes, They'll just be able yes. to click all these. So things. Instagram and Facebook. Um, and then also we have a uh, Little Theater of the Rockies, which is our uh, professional summer stock program on campus or summer stock theater on campus. Uh, Little Theater of the Rockies on the web too. Uh, so all of that's there. <laughs> we love it. Shelly, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, this was such a pleasure. Well, thanks for inviting me. I had so much fun talking to you. whoop de doo Shelly. We had a few technical difficulties during the episode. You may notice a bit of splicing from our our program was crashing, um, sort of like our browser um, a couple different times. And she had a really tight time window. um, So I was just like so impressed with like how well she dealt with that and stayed so warm and open throughout the process as we were like trying to splice things together. Um, This is going to be a really lean and mean takeaway. Sometimes you get a full meal from us at MTCA and sometimes just a delicious snack. Um, I'm going to give a little head nod to affordable colleges. Check out our episode on Cal State Fullerton to hear a lot of my thoughts there. And just that little idea of doing your job. I think it's a really great way that Shelly talked about it, which is kind of a rephrasing of what we talk about again and again, being your authentic self, etc. 
But I just want to talk a little bit about that new question I added in. Actually, added in a few, if you noticed. Um, we're going to try to keep updating our interview um, in terms of the different questions that we ask people. Um, but it's one, it's an old one I'd often advise our students to ask when they're deciding between offers. So like once our students have a bunch of schools and they're really doing their, their deep research of which school they're going to attend, um, I often would cue them to just ask that. I'm just saying like, hey, so how many of your students come from uh, um, nearby and then where do they sort of end up? So where do they come from and, and where do they end up just as a question? That's really not there to pass judgment on the idea that, you know, if your students don't come from all over, it's somehow terrible or something. You know, though often I do think programs do like to have that kind of geographic diversity if they can. Um, or, you know, in terms of where they end up, if students don't all end up in New York City, that doesn't mean they're not real artists or anything like that. Um, but I think it can be interesting just to note for yourself where alumni, where their school's alumni end up staying and working. Um, an example I often use is in Chicago area schools so often they end up making connections in that town that even if you thought I'm going to go to Chicago and then end up in New York, it's just worth noting, like, look at the percentage of people who go to a Chicago area school and end up in Chicago. Um, you know, and I think it's also worth just like looking at like, do they have showcases on both coasts or do they have a third coast, including in Chicago? Do they have something local depending where they are, where there's a specific connections to this theater, specific connections to the Seattle area, etc. Sometimes I think it's really cool actually to go to a theater school in a town that doesn't have this like huge art scene as you get to kind of cut your teeth being the only game in town for a while. That was a little bit my experience in Pittsburgh, right? That basically as soon as I was in school, I got an agent in Pittsburgh. I was auditioning for TV and film that was happening in Pittsburgh. You could certainly audition for the shows that were happening in Pittsburgh. It was like cool. It was a, it was a, um, a smaller market. Certainly there's real theater in Pittsburgh, but a smaller market that I could really explore as a student there versus in school, you know, auditioning for Broadway is a whole different level of it um, in terms of what you're, you're going to be competing in. Like so many things, it is really to each their own in terms of the experience that you're looking for. Like so many of these kind of aesthetic choices about college, I just think it's something that people don't always think to ask of just like, what percentage of people come from a certain area of the state uh, and what where do people um, end up? You know, and just noticing, I think this is where students aren't always realistic of just like if 75% of the students come from the state and then stay in the state right after school, then, you know, are you really the student who's going to buck that trend, right? Often students think, well, but not me. I'm going to move there and then I'm going to go to New York or whatever. But if New York's the dream and most people don't end up going to New York from the school, it's just worth noting that. Well, if you feel unsated by that tiny snack that you just got and want some more yummy MTCA content, please hit that follow button on your podcast platform. Of course, you can rate us. Of course, you can review us. Of course, you can tell your friends about us. Um, you can also follow MTCA on all the social media or check us out at mtca.nyc. For those looking to attend that free junior workshop we're having on November 9th, that information will be clickable in the show notes. You'll see a little Google form where you can put your name and contact to get the link for that free workshop slash webinar to launch your college process is what we're calling it. Um, and if you truly can't get enough of me, you can follow me at Charmer7 on all platforms where I post approximately twice a year, but you really don't want to miss it. They're great posts when they come out. To my young ski bums out there mapping their journeys, is the phrase, getting ahead of your skis, a good thing or a bad thing? Think about it. We'll see you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.